Do you have a friend or relative who would make a valuable addition to the Black Mesa team? Immediate openings are available in the areas of materials handling and low clearance security. Please contact Black Mesa personnel for further information. If you have an associate with a background in the areas of theoretical physics, biotechnology, or other high-tech disciplines, please contact our Civilian Recruitment Division. The Black Mesa Research Facility is an equal opportunity employer. Hey there, welcome to the Lord to Death podcast. My name's Brett, and today feels special for a couple different reasons. After having the plague and losing my voice for the better part of a week, I'm finally back to normal, and I can record to my heart's content. Secondly, this is the first episode where I'm taking the suggestion of a friend and diving into some territory that I haven't thought about in almost 20 years. Eh, maybe that's an exaggeration, but, you know. If you've played any games by Valve or were playing video games in the late 90s and early 2000s, then you've probably heard of the name Black Mesa. If by some happenstance you haven't, then you should have, at the very least, heard of Half-Life. If you haven't, then God rest your soul. I personally only heard of them in 2007 with the release of the Orange Box, which packaged Half-Life 2, Portal, and Team Fortress 2 together. I bought it almost exclusively because of Team Fortress 2 because I had some friends who were badgering me about getting into it, but I was pleasantly surprised by the other two. Portal became an instant hit with me and has remained a sort of cult classic in the gaming world, and Half-Life 2 was nothing like I had ever played before. Most of that is because it was my first time jumping into a sequel without playing the original, but also because of the physics engine and the graphics in-game. It was definitely one of the better-looking games at the time, and was regarded as one of the greatest games ever made. As much as I could babble on about Half-Life 2 for a few more minutes, I want to get right into the meat of today's topic. Black Mesa. <laughs> and if you are one of the aforementioned people who does not know what Black Mesa is, and you might be asking, what is that? Some sort of Mexican dish with black beans piled as high as a mountain? And to that I would say, maybe. But today I want to talk about the fictional American research facility. Black Mesa is a scientific research facility located in the desert of New Mexico. The research conducted at Black Mesa covered a wide array of fields such as rocketry, lasers, hydraulics, robotics, genetics, zoology, as well as chemistry, physics, among many other subjects. There was a lot going on there at any given time, and there was so much that we don't even know about. Being a facility backed by the United States government and the U.S. Nuclear Regulatory Commission, there is plenty done here that is classified from the public, such as research into extra-dimensional travel, teleportation, and the study of Zen, which we will get back to in a minute. But Black Mesa wasn't the only dog in the race. I mentioned Portal a minute back, and Aperture Science, the quirky research facility from Portal known for their advancement in AI and their portal technology, was their direct competitor. In fact, Black Mesa was alluded to be one of the reasons that Aperture Science went bankrupt in the first place, by way of being awarded more contracts by governing bodies and allegedly stealing materials from Aperture Science. Now, they didn't steal anything physically, but they were in a race to develop the same sort of technology with quantum tunneling and developed it in two different ways. Aperture invented the portal gun, and Black Mesa invented teleportation. At the end of Portal, in GLaDOS's jaunty tune Still Alive, they poke fun at Black Mesa, saying, Maybe you'll find someone else to help you. Maybe Black Mesa. That was a joke. Ha ha. Fat chance. That, along with the quote from the GLaDOS boss fight, What's going on out there will make you wish you were back here. Both of these things imply that GLaDOS was aware of the events of the Black Mesa incident, and Aperture Science technically outlived Black Mesa. I could talk about the quirks of Aperture Science forever, but let's focus on that last bit. 
What did happen topside that made life in an underground test facility being tossed around by robots all day preferable to being up on the surface? And that brings us back to Zen. Aside from the feeling of calm that your high school art teacher said meditation would bring you, Zen was known as a border world or a plane that connected two or more dimensions. And how is this relevant exactly? Well, the discovery of Zen was what ultimately led to the Black Mesa incident. Black Mesa scientists discovered this realm while they were developing teleportation technology, somewhat by accident. And what do humans do when they discover something new? They immediately figure out how to strip it of its resources and bleed it dry. Due to the nature of its accidental discovery and Zen's hostile biosphere, most employees were not aware of its existence, which included most of the scientists, any of the civilian personnel, or the military or security personnel. The team that led the expeditions, Lambda Team, were really the only ones who knew of its true nature. Even the scientists who were analyzing the samples of plants and animals that came out of Zen were on a need-to-know basis and were mostly kept in the dark. When Lambda Team brought back an ichthyosaur to be studied, the scientists were told that it was found in the Pacific Ocean. And scientists being smart, they, you know, theorized on their own and figured out more or less where it came from, or at the very least knew that it did not come from the Pacific Ocean. If you're not familiar with the ichthyosaur, it's an alien species and it was a mini-boss in the game that was transported to Earth from the border world Zen, and it was a spined alien fish beast. It's a nasty little creature. Because of the exotic nature of things that were found within Zen, they had to build specialized machines to be able to process some of this stuff. One of the machines that was built to analyze exotic crystals was known as the Anti-Mass Spectrometer. One day, while it was being used to analyze a mineral sample known as GG3883, the team was ordered to increase the power of the machine from 90% output to 105% by the Black Mesa administrator, Wallace Breen, who was impatiently trying to gain quicker and more conclusive results to the experiments. The one operating the anti-mass spectrometer was none other than the crowbar-wielding maniac himself, Gordon Freeman. After sleeping in and getting to the job late, the experiment was underway. Everything was going relatively without incident until the sample of GG3883 was placed in the machine's plasma stream. Suddenly, the equipment started overloading, causing small explosions. Realizing that this was wrong, they tried to shut it down. Because of the explosions and whatnot, the beam ended up sweeping across the control room, killing everyone inside, and thwarted their chances at stopping the experiment before it was too late. After any last-ditch attempts to stop it, what is known as a resonance cascade occurred, creating a rift in the space-time continuum and allowing extra-dimensional creatures into the facility from Zen. So basically, corporate told them to do the impossible. When they did the impossible, it failed. That sounds pretty typical. Now, we could go through the entire events of Half-Life at this point, but I'm going to keep it nice and short and sweet. I don't want to go through every single detail because it's not necessarily relevant to Black Mesa as a whole. So, long story short, the US government was called upon to help lock down the situation while scientists found a way to seal the rift. It was initially successful with military forces holding strategic checkpoints to stop the aliens from escaping the facility. In the end, there were just too many. The Xenians were able to command air superiority and thus securing dominance on the ground as a result. With the situation continuing to deteriorate for Black Mesa, the US government had deployed a thermonuclear bomb with the intention of wiping out the facility before any more disaster could spread outside. Ultimately, the bomb was detonated, destroying Black Mesa and much of the surrounding desert, ending the conflict along with all of the research and data held within Black Mesa. Gordon Freeman's story goes on after this point with him defeating the invading force within Zen, and then going on to fight the Combine in the events of Half-Life 2. But Black Mesa's story has ended at this point. If Aperture Science hadn't already gone bankrupt and the living personnel hadn't been killed by rogue AI, I'm sure that they would have been elated to know that their number one competitor had suddenly gone nuclear. Unfortunately, both of them were pretty well finished off in one way or another. Other than that, there's really not a whole lot that's known about Black Mesa. 
They were a large research facility that was pushed too far for the sake of quicker results. If they had been allowed to be more careful, I'm sure that the Black Mesa incident would never have happened, and maybe there could have been a more peaceful resolution with the Xenians to team up and eliminate the hostile entity that had forced them out of their own world. In a perfect world, I'm sure Aperture and Black Mesa wouldn't have been competitors at all, and they would have been able to combine efforts to make something great. Or perhaps destroy the world in another way, which sounds maybe a little more likely. That being said, I would love to hear what you think. Do you agree, or do you think that the Black Mesa incident was always bound to happen in one form or another? Do you think that Aperture Science and Black Mesa would have been allowed to cooperate in an alternate universe, or do you think that they were always doomed to be competitors? You can find us online at Lord to Death on your favorite social media and podcast websites. If you have any ideas, let me know and they could become an episode. Until then, stay safe, don't push yourself past your limits, or you could end up imploding and allowing an alien force to invade Earth. And until next time, I'll talk you off later. See ya. And if you're still here at this point, I just want to take a quick second to say thank you to everyone who has listened so far. Uh, everyone has made this experience very welcoming and very cool. Uh, I am very much enjoying what I am doing. And taking the last week off has made me realize that I enjoy doing this more than I thought I did. And that I don't really want to miss an upload again because that made me feel pretty terrible. So in an effort to combat any possible shortcomings on my end where I'm not able to put out an episode in a week, I'm going to basically start compiling episodes that I have in my reserve, so to speak. And over the next couple of weeks, I'm going to work a little bit harder to make sure that I always have at least two or three videos in the bank. That way, if I need to take a week off, then I can and I'm good. But otherwise, I just don't want to miss another upload. And I don't know why I'm even saying this. But again, thank you to everyone who has supported the show so far. I'm, again, really enjoying it. So thank you all. Stay safe. I love you. Goodbye.